Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the How To Podcast. I'm Luke. That's Ben. And I'm Ben. Ben, what's happening, man? You know, uh, actually, big news. Uh, uh, well, I mean, quick follow-up, I think, on uh, the, last, the last podcast. I traveled to Charlotte, North Carolina, last week for a franchise summit. Um, so there's there was a summit, and then we have expos. Okay, that, okay. You know, okay. Is this you setting up a recap from last week? You have to re- do a quick recap of what we <laughs> talked about in case people didn't listen to it. And is then say what it is. Yeah, you go, all right, quick no. recap. So last week we were talking about franchising. <laughs> My wonderful business box painting has started as a franchise. Yada, yada, yada. However you want to phrase that. Then you went to the thing and you tell us the new information. But what you do is you do a quick synopsis. And then what it does is it intrigues people and they go, ooh, I need to hear more about that. Do you want to try you again? Want to hear more about it, you go back to the other episode. Okay, but tell them what they would hear if they went back to the other okay. episode, you okay. dingus. Uh, yeah, so we talked uh, box painting. I've, I've made it into a franchise, right? Yeah. Uh, filed the FDD document officially as of January 14th, which is super exciting. And um, along and coupled with that, we won't talk too much about it today. I mean, I don't think unless. Oh, I forgot something. It's up to it's you. Okay. I didn't. I didn't hit record on the video. Do you want video again? Doesn't. I don't. I'm okay. good. I'm just saying it because you keep fussing. Because this is the first time I've ever seen you not wearing a hat. You've adjusted your hoodie like twelve times so people don't see your hairline. But there no, is no. I don't care about the hairline. Oh please, you, you, no you have touched. Yeah. You've touched your head fifteen times since we started. You never touch your hat that much. Well, I mean, I can throw a hat on, and then I don't touch my head. Uh, <laughs> and then when I say hairline, it's more of a lack of hairline. You're. you're your forehead um, looks like a five head. At least five. Okay. Like, this is running away. That's pretty good. Um, when are you going to just give up on it? What's that? When are you just going to give up on it? Oh, I don't think I ever really will. Um, I'll hold on. I'll hold on. <laughs> it's the very just, bitter end. Well, and just keep rocking hats. At the end of the day. But no, no, you, no razor blade to scalp is what I'm asking. I don't think so. No. And a lot of that has to do with the, the shape of my head. It's very football shaped. It does have a point. It, 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 <laughs> it does come to an abrupt point. Yeah. All right. Well, no, no video this week. Uh, no video this week. Just for anybody um, listening to this podcast, we're flirting with the idea of publishing the videos for these. We have not 
committed to it yet. I interrupted what you were saying, though, and I apologize, Um, and I'm leaving it in, so don't worry about trying to transition. So I I traveled to Charlotte last week for a franchise summit, Um, and it was super exciting because the the, the way this worked out was the, the company that I consulted with had hosted the summit, um, and the only thing we needed to provide was the airfare to get out there. And it was neat because there were eight or nine companies that had gone through the process, filed their FDD with through for the franchise Genesis system that they have, and then they had about another thirty business owners from across the country that were per, that were prospects for them. And so this was an opportunity for me to look at the lens of other businesses and how they're thinking franchising yep. and how that impacts them. So I really enjoyed that part of it. And then coupled with that, it was the opportunity to meet with these people that I've only done zoom calls with like for the last year and to sit and talk with the lawyers and these consultants that ultimately will help um, sell box painting franchises in the coming expos is a really neat opportunity. And I was excited about that. And a lot of it for me, and this is 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 like, just we're gonna expose all the fears that I have, right? Her, this is, this have, is your therapy session. It, it's with one of, yes. it's all therapy in the end. Yes. No, but Fair. one of my biggest fears in franchising is that I will ultimately do something that I that is wrong, but I won't know that it is wrong. Right. Yeah. And, and because it because it is federal trade commission and stuff like that, the federal government is involved. We just the, the, the stakes are a little bit higher. And so I get that's where my angst comes from. And a lot of it has to do with the concept that you file your FDD, but you're not registered in every state. Right. Because each state has its own rules and regulations through state regulators that are going to dictate how that how that rolls out. And so being on social media and even in podcasts, the questions that I have are, so what can I say and what shouldn't I say? How far can I go? How far can I not go? And I got a lot of clarity on that. And it made me feel very comfortable to start posting social media content, being on here and talking about it more in depth and the things that I can talk to people about. And that's exciting because... There's like, it's almost like, like that, like you have your dog riding on a leash. And now I feel like that leash kind of got taken off and I get to go, let's go do this thing. And so upon coming back from Charlotte is, it's just this nice burst of energy, that entrepreneur energy that yeah. I just, here we go. So, so I let like me ask you a run. question. So it sounds like you were just a spectator there. You just showed up to kind of see what everybody else was doing or were you actually talking to prospects? Uh, I, this was not talking to prospects necessarily. This is talking to the consultants and other business owners. So yeah, I was, I would definitely lean more spectator, but, uh, the really neat thing that I got to do was I got to do about a five to 10 minute little quick presentation about box painting and what we are, how it operates in front of these consultants. There's probably 20 to 30 of them. There is literally to sell to, to put in front of prospective investors, right? Mm-hmm. And then if if they want more information, now they just funnel that to me, right? Okay. So it was a neat opportunity for me to sit and get asked questions that ultimately I'm not thinking about right now before 
I start getting asked questions that I'm not being, that I'm not thinking about. So that was neat. And then the funny part about it is, you know, with social media, you, you, you go to things and people have, have checked you out already. Like yeah. they've, they've done their homework. And so I'm standing up in front of the, and this is a quick story, standing up in front of the FCC folks, these consultants, and a young lady raises her hand in the front. Like, and I, I assume it's just a, a normal question. And she raises her hand and she goes, um, are you famous? And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, like just scarlet red, right? Just sure. scarlet red right from the, like, I was good. I was cool. I can talk about box painting, yeah. right? Do that all day. But now just scarlet red hits the, hits the face. And the neat part was that by her asking that question, I got to talk about the social media stuff that I do. And then I do get to speak about, um, the foundation more because yep. there, there is that tie there with all of it. And, and so, yeah, you get, it was neat to get feedback um, from these folks that have been doing this for years and eons. And I like that a lot. So where, are, where are we at in the, I mean, in the state of Oregon, in the state of Washington, they said that March 31st is going to be the end date for masks and, you know, you've been obviously operating your business through a pandemic, but the franchising thing is is very different. Where is everybody with the optimism of coming out of the pandemic? Is it a good oh. thing for what you're doing for franchising and all of that? Like, what, yeah. what's the temperature on on that? It is high. Uh, it, it, like, the, like we are. It is the market is hot. Is the way that I'm going to say it. Um, you know, a lack of supply. In basic economics, lack of supplies at one point increases demand at another. It, it's, yep. it will always be that way. It never stops. They are uh, complete and opposite inverse of each other, and that is neat. So last year's lack of supply generates this demand moving into this year. And I think that so th if you are an investor, right? So you think about this from two, per two per per perspectives. If you're the investor, you're looking at an inflation, right? We, we all know that inflation is skyrocketing across the United States. If you're an investor and you have money in franchising, this is an opportunity because you have, you've, you, you've got a, 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 an inflation hedge that, that that's important to an investor. That's really cool because all of a sudden your, your money is more valuable and you, you, there's less risk ultimately yeah. of an inflation hedge. So that's one thing. If you're an investor, I think that it, I look at the market as an, from the investor side and say, holy smokes, here we go. It's going to ramp up like the pandemic. And more importantly, the things that I can talk about even on here is if you want to go look at my item 19, you're going to see how this, how this business box painting performed through pandemic. And, and, and how we come out of that smelling like a rose, my friend, <laughs> smelling like a rose. I mean, it, it, the, the, the numbers are great. And it was a very successful year considering we had a massive pandemic and a paint shortage. To come out well in the black is so neat. And if yeah. you're an investor looking at the opportunity, the brand is there. The messaging is there and the numbers match up. So I like that. If you're a homeowner, if you're a homeowner, and I, this, these are some things that I actually wanted to talk a little bit about today. Hey, look at that. If you're a homeowner um, looking to do work on your home this year, 
I think that you need to strike while you strike early, strike often, right? It, like if you are the homeowner that is sitting there listening to this and it's like, okay, I give my, my, my spouse this, this list of the things we want to accomplish. And some of those projects are going to be done by us. Some of those are going to be done by other contractors or professionals, whatever that is. If you have any inclination in your mind right now that that project might not be able to get done and performed by you come X date, start getting bids now. Yep. You, you have to get bids now. At current, because of last year's climate and the, the paint shortage we went through, I moved 25 exterior jobs from last 25 of 176, right, into this year. Those are eating up my my March and my, my April timeframes. And so I am already looking at booking into June and July and it is currently February. So it's very, um, think Eagle scout and be prepared, right? Whether you're going to have the contractor do the work or not, go get a bid so that you know what it might cost and you can get into the, into their mind on what their schedule is, because I know I'm not the only contractor out there that is stacked with work this year. I'm like to give everybody out there an idea. I typically will, by the height of summer, I'm operating with six crews. That's height of summer operating six crews, crushing it. I normally will roll those out and it's kind of this ramp up where it's one or two crews this time of year where we're just kind of filtering in some interior work. By the time we get to March and April, we're starting to pick things up. I add a couple of crews. By the time we get to May, June, July, August, five, six crews all through the summer. Yeah. I'm currently in February rolling three and four. Like we are, we are, we know that we have the work. This is not a concern. It's not a concern of like out, out producing what's coming in sales. We have the work. So we have to get through the work as fast as we can uh, with what weather we can. So if you are in the great Northwest and you're listening to this or any other inclement climate, get your bids done early, get your estimates with your contractors done early, get a, get an idea of what their calendar is um, and, and be prepared. But that does lead me to some of the tips I wanted to talk about today. In well, what to and, look- and that's a question that it, coming out of the pandemic, yes, you want to be prepared, but isn't that the way you should always be operating when you're doing home improvement yes. stuff? Like, isn't, isn't that if, if you, if two years ago, February, 2020, you would have given them the same advice, right? It's not that mm-hmm. different. It's just going, here's a good reason why. It, well, it's, it, it is the urgency of it, right? Because my expectation as a business owner, I'm not going to be able to go find that amount of labor come summer, right? Yep. The, the, the labor issues that we're having aren't going to go away. Getting people to get off their couch or, or change jobs or, or make them move for X dollars, we're going to struggle with that still. So if you're a homeowner, I want you to be thinking about the urgency of what this is because you're going to hit June and it is very likely that those contractors, the good ones, the quality ones, the ones that have the five-star ratings, they're already booking for 23. That's like the, the supply lack last year will carry over likely for two to three, at least two to three more years of demand where we will be backed up because of X, X thing that happened here. One so, of the, one of the conversations, cause my wife and I are doing a little work around our house. We're putting in a new patio 
Back patio. Okay. She's talking with one of her friends. Outdoor living space. We call them outdoor living spaces Well, now. we're putting in a patio. It won't be an outdoor living space until we have the furniture and do the whole thing. So, but this this was advice, and, and I want to get your take on it. This was advice that one of her friends gave her. They said, even if you're not at a position where you think you can, like, buy the nice outdoor patio furniture, just wait. Don't buy the cheap stuff. Don't do, don't go, I want to get the house painted I'm just going to go with the three-star guy because he can do it now. Doing a half-assed job, mm. buying you know half of what you want isn't going to get you all the way there eventually. It's going to cause more work. So buying, you know, in her, in her scenario, she's like, yeah, we bought the cheap furniture. We just had to throw it away. So that was a total loss because it didn't mm. hold up. They've got two kids about the same age as ours. They've got uh, dogs and goats and all kinds of stuff. But the, it just, it fell apart. Almost immediately. So it ended up being a total waste. So tell me what happens if if I go and get a paint job and it ends up being bad, can't get a hold of the contractor. Now you have to come in and redo the work. How much more work is that for you than just starting certainly. from zero? I think this is a great question. And certainly it'll lead to some of the things I want to talk about again. Um, I love the question. So I equate this concept to something that my father, bless his heart, who he won't listen to this podcast. I know he's not a podcast listener, but he knows this story and he knows it well. Just slip my it onto father, one of his cassette tapes. And then when he goes to put in Hank Williams, you've recorded well, it over just, with this conversation. He'd have to, he'd have to record it over uh, the cranberries on the on cassette. So. I'm sorry. Wait a second. What? <laughs> zombie. Zombie. The cranberries? Yeah. Is that? Okay. That's what your dad lives. How old is your dad? you're almost 40 so he's like if he's young he like if he had you and he's a teenager he's still 60 (laughs) close to it he's listening to the cranberries he was yeah he's rocking it all right little mary and and like he like back in the day we'd be traveling and listen to mary chapin carpenter right yeah that's see that fits a little bit better the cranberries is like mid 90s Cranberries was a tape the the cranberries was a tape that he had was it like the tape your older sister left in the car and then he put it in because this is bad no not at all i'm the eldest and it wasn't my tape yeah (laughs) that's right you were listening to what uh george michael (laughs) We had that conversation. We had that conversation. (laughs) Okay. So a conversation that I had with my father about six years ago, uh, almost to date, actually. So we were getting ready. My parents were getting ready to have an outdoor living space put into their home. Right. Coincidentally, I was getting my contract. Was it put into their home or put next to their home? (laughs) Well, attached to their home. It was, (laughs) yeah. Like we were, we were, a, a gable end that came off it was sure. concrete pillars, you know, stone. stone they were doing pillars. the whole thing. The whole, a very, yeah. a very whole thing. The year, so they know that this is in their vision, right? They know that in the coming year, th- this is going to happen. And in a conversation, they, they originally had like this, just a, a deck with a, and we all know it, a deck with light support structure that had the corrugated, plastic top the greenhouse glass corrugated like super cheap just so nice yeah like it gets that really nice film of mildew that just starts to grow it it makes your double wide feel like a double and a half wide at least a double and a half maybe a double and three quarter yeah there you Uh, go not a three wide not a triple wide (laughs) not a no we're not no no it's not that big but so there they had this deck and the deck underneath the patio was beat up, but they know that they're going to be doing this. They know that in their mind, this next project 
is going to be an outdoor living space. And this deck, this structure is all gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Yep. My father that summer had purchased uh, a, a horrible product that would go by the wayside. It was called, and it, for the listeners out there, Bear Deco. The claim, the claim for, for Bear was that this Deckover product, basically you didn't have to do any prep, right? You just roll it on nice and thick and this stuff holds up forever. It's yeah. deck, right? It's like rhino lining for your deck. Yeah, except that the rhino lining is not actually, like it, it can't even handle a Tweety Bird's little claws, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's absolutely horrible. So he, I told him, I was like, listen, don't go buy that product. That will not, I, I promise you that won't last a month with your dog, the foot traffic, the, the barbecue that's sitting on it, the metal furniture that we have, right? You're dragging, it won't last a month. He said, no, no, no. Now listen, his son is, a, is about to be a professional contractor, like <laughs> with a license and he's, and, and the, the old man himself, he's not going to listen, yeah. right? Because that's, that's what fathers do. We don't listen. <laughs> that's, that's our role. He goes and gets himself the bear deck over product. I'm screaming at him like, you're wasting, here goes your weekend, here goes 200 bucks. You shouldn't even do it. It doesn't matter. The woods, you're not protecting anything. No joke, a month later, we're out there on the deck and his and their dog comes walking by and has like a chunk, like a chunk <laughs> of, of the, the bear deck over stuck to her paw, right? Because her claw... Her, yep. her little her, her claws dug in to the to the deck over and pulled and it right off. Just lifted it off. She's walking around like she's got a a, a, a ice slipper on. She's you know they're doing that thing where they like oh, yeah. try and get it off. And and I looked at him and I was like, see, told you so. And and now mind you, this is you should these things you should never say to your father. Told, I told you, so. you so is one of them. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not going to go over well. It definitely got the eye rolls there. But when I think about the, the, the opportunity cost, right. Of, of, of what, what you're talking about where, yeah, you can go get that cheaper furniture, but it's not going to last. You know, it won't last. If you were to do that, my, like for you is just an example. I would like, don't go buy it new. Maybe, maybe find, if you need the furniture, go, go hop on Craigslist, go yeah. another route, find a cheap route just to get yourself some outdoor furniture. I get it. Cause you still yeah. want to sit down. Well, right? we've, we've got the old stuff. That's fine. You know, but, the, but yeah, for us, but, but 100% it's, it's but the, those stop gaps are what end up are, killing you is because yeah. it ends up being a waste of time and a waste of money. And, Absolutely. and the idea that you spend a little more, to get a lot more, you have to, you have to weigh those costs, but yeah, it's, it's home improvement well, is, is no question. And, and my father and I were having a very similar conversation because we're looking at doing, you know, some work to the inside of the house as well. And he used to, before he retired, he was a handyman. That's what he did. And he's like, yeah, I can take care of this. I can take care of that. I would hire somebody to do this. I'm not getting on a ladder to paint that. And it was, <laughs> it was very much that conversation, but it's, it's, and we've, we, I think we've done this as a podcast. It's figure out what you can do mm -hmm, and then hire, to, hire somebody to do the things that you can't. Because the amount Absolutely. of time that you will save and the end result that you get when you're not teaching yourself to do something as you do it and making it up as you go. And you Absolutely. end up with something that's crooked or half done or done poorly. But the, that's the one, though, is that half done. Or you have a project that's sitting there that you've been working on forever and it never actually gets done. That's what kills you. 
And and and, and everybody's to a, been to that house. And everybody's well, and the thing is, is everybody's experienced that too. It's it's ultimately defeat. Yep. You, you look at the project as it's happening. If you're the one performing it, right? What happens is is all of a sudden you get to a point where it's like, man, I don't even want to go do that anymore. Like the excitement of, yep. of doing it has now the luster of it is gone. And so all of a sudden we procrastinate it. We just, we just stretch it out, whatever that is. So the thing that I was going to talk about today in this, in this concept of how to was the idea that I, I, so often in this time of year, I get the questions of how do I know I'm, how do I know if the house is ready to paint? Mm, like, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And more specifically, what timeline am I on based on the warning signs that I'm seeing now? Right. Yep. Because in, in a, in a homeowner's mind, we always go to, Oh my gosh, this is an emergency. I have to do it now. Yep. It's not that way. It's not that way. So, and here's, here's, I'll, I'll roll through my examples on this. Um, and for anybody out there that's listening in a blog post, know that this will also be on the blog. I have this written out in some, some of the things that are key indicators that I'm looking for. Question for you though, before we get so, into your list, we just passed Groundhog's Day. Does any do any of these tips, Bill? It does not. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's I just wanted well, to check if anything no. was Groundhog related. If I would not love, it, I would love it if there was a blog post from like box painting that was like, oh, sorry guys, if you're thinking that six weeks from now you're going to be getting painting done, there's a there's a mar there's a varmint in uh, Pennsylvania that just saw a shadow. So tough luck. <laughs> don't even try yet. Just, yeah. just saying. So the, the warning signs though, I think they're so important because as a homeowner, that's relatively uneducated in what homeownership is. Um, when we walk into our, our new home, it's daunting. We're, we're not used to being the ones that need to have the eyes on the house and in your, in your head. And I'm going to ask you this question. When was the last time you or your wife physically walked around your home, the whole home, looking at the siding, look, just, just, just gave it a quick 15, 20 minute look. So just, we, just we got our, summer. we got our entire house painted. Well, not last summer, summer before, right? So, yeah. yeah so we're going on a year and a half that it's been painted. So we did that full walk around. We just pulled up the concrete slab that we had on the back to redo it. So on the exterior of the home, we just did that. We're looking at doing a little change to our kitchen and doing some paint. So we've done it very recently, very recently. And we've done it a couple different times because we just walked, did the walkthrough with my father. So we're, we're, we're looking at doing some improvement. So we just did it before that. Been a while. Probably a year, right? Pro like it's it's probably, eh, probably even further than that. I know we did some touch up painting maybe last summer, but we didn't we didn't look at all of the all of the details. I don't think we'd ever done a walkthrough before we painted the house. We kind of yeah. we kind of knew we wanted to paint it, so we intentionally didn't look at it. We're like, ah, yeah. we'll get to it. We and that's the, we almost that right there. That right there is what all homeowners do. If I go look at it, suddenly now it's it's real, right? Yep. Like if I look at the problem, now I know that the problem, it's not that I'm guessing there might be a problem. Now I know there's a problem yep. there and I need to go take care of that. And in my head, it's an emergency. So here's step one. The first thing that I think about, okay, so blanket statement, I encourage all homeowners to walk around your house about once a quarter. Real quick. That's, you keep go. saying there's no emergency. What's an emergency for your home? 
we'll get into that. Leaking let's, pipe. Okay, okay. We'll get into it. Well, I, I want to go through what what that. We'll define that in these five very specific spaces gotcha. that I have. So you're very thing, you're very prepared today. I thank you. So well, it's you throwing know, me you, off. For the record, though, this is your help getting the blog up because then wheels turn, and now yeah. we're putting content out on the website. Look what we're, we're doing like it's we're we're synchronizing oh. here. We and might we doing. might even post the video for the next podcast. We're getting we're moving. We're moving. The, the opportunities are, are endless. Is where we're at. That's, All right. that's how I feel about it. Okay. So okay. So step one. Step one is on the first walk around. As you thinking that maybe do I need to paint my house? I want you to spray water on it. Spray water on it. See what happens. And here's what you're going to see. Either the, the water will bead off like duck, like a like water on a duck. You're duck's saying back. bead off. Bead. Yeah. What just did I say? Sure, no. Just making sure people oh, are yeah. right. <laughs> I don't sure know what our listener base. I don't know how gross our listener base is. I'm just checking. But yeah, so if it if it beads off, if that water truly beads and it's it's shedding away, you're good. Because what we're saying there is there's sheen on the paint still. Okay. There's still sheen that is holding up. If all of a sudden that water absorbs into the paint and it actually makes it typically look darker, suddenly the sheen is gone. Yeah. Sheen is the very first thing to go in any paint scenario. Sheen always goes first. Okay. It's not going to peel and crack first. You just didn't see the sheen go first. You, you, so why does it peel and crack? The moisture gets behind it, expands, contracts, and then We're going to get there. We're going to oh, get there. See, I, I'm, oh, I'm prepared. I'm, I'm all prepared Well, you today. could just answer the questions when I ask I, them. I know you want to go in order. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a process all here. All right, all right. <laughs> now, so we're looking – so that's the first step, right, yeah. is – now, with that being said, in my mind, I believe if you have – no sheen on your paint. You are one to three years from needing paint. Okay. Like needing paint. Yeah. You don't have to paint yet this year. Don't feel like it's an emergency. Sure. Right. The, the, the paint itself is still holding up. The sheen is not. Cool. Right. Difference in, in, in what we're talking about there. The next thing, the next thing that will come is that you're going to start seeing noticeable color changes and fade. Noticeable color changes and fade. And, so, and that's going to be, so if there's, if there's a spot that has more weather exposure, is that a good sure. place to look? So, you know, little covered patio area uh, next to like the, the corners of the wall, where's the best place to look that it's obvious. Absolutely. So let's imagine you have a one story home. You're looking below the four foot line. And okay. here's what you have an eave that comes over and overhangs that wall. The upper wall is going to be great. From your eye line up, you expect no problems at all. That's the expectation. From your eye line down, that's where you want to start looking a little bit more diligently. And the reason we're looking for color fade is because what we're saying there is that the sheen has gone. The sheen's already gone. And the reason we're getting color fade is because the sheen is gone. The UV rays are now penetrating that colorant, not even the paint yet, it's penetrating the colorant that's in the paint and it's discoloring it and it's oxidizing it to a degree that it is actually changing the color. Are you going to see that in darker colors first then? Absolutely. Okay. When we say darker, I want to be really clear about this. Ooh. I want, I want to think primary colors first, red, yellow, green, blue. Okay. 
Now there are varying, I, I don't like to say darker. I like to use the word saturated. Green is not a primary you, color, by the way. That's a combination no. of yellow and blue. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Unless you're using green, light, unless you're using light. Green, greens are still terrible for paint. I apologize <laughs> to any art teachers that are listening and there are going to be a couple of like, this idiot doesn't know anything about color. I got it. Well, here's the other thing. If you're projecting light, green is a primary color. Yellow is not. It's dif- it's different with projected light than it is. But we're talking about paint. And I uh, oh. am what my brother calls artsy fartsy. So I know your primary colors. You're blue, you're yellow, and you're red. You can mix all colors from those three. From those two. That's primary true. Colors. It's a solid statement. Okay. But Making I sure. Like I mean, you prepared. But you're still not as smart <laughs> as me. I just want to make sure. Just making sure our listeners know. I'm here for a reason. Absolutely. But yeah, so primary colors, yep. saturated colors. That's those are your your benchmarks that are going to fade faster. Yep. And the reason that happens has to do like this is we're going to get into some science of paint here, but it has to do with the percent of solids that exist in the paint and that the coloring is binding to those solids. If you have so much colorant and not enough solids for them to bind to, you get color fade faster because there's nothing for the colorant to bind to, to hold it firm. A very popular color seems to be right now, uh, shades of gray. Certainly. Right. Uh, The darker you go with like a charcoal or something like that. Is that, is that a good choice for duration or, I mean, I know that you don't like to, I know you don't like to tell people what colors are good and bad. We've had that conversation. (laughs) I'm not suggesting that you would, but yeah, for a color so, fade, if, if you want to go, I want to hold on to this for a few more years. The lighter the shade, the more white in the base, the better, I would assume. Ultimately, yes. Okay. As, a, but, as a generalized statement, yes. But the say. other side of that is if you if you have uh, worries about any buildup on the edge of the paint, like you're going to see the mildews and the mold Absolutely. and the, all of so that faster dirt. Yeah. Yep. So. Absolutely. So there's this balancing act. So, but noticeable color change is the next thing that you're going to see. And when we start talking noticeable color change, now you're one to two, three, you know, you're one to three year timeline. You're moving into the one year timeline. We're, we're now at the point where probably in the next one to two years, you really need to start looking at painting because the next step is, is the peeling and the flaking, right? Where we actually see paint, actual paint, not coloring, but the paint lifting from the home, you see raw substrates underneath, whether that's fiber, cement, wood, vinyls, whatever, but you're seeing the actual substrate underneath. Now you're actually getting moisture that is penetrating into the, the substrate, and that is a problem. There's nothing protecting it now, right? So step three is if you're you know seeing that chipping, that flaking, uh, and, and you're noticing those things, my stance is, is you are at the point where you need to paint. At minimum, if, if you're a homeowner on a budget, throw some primer on it. Nope. it. Primer can last through through a season, and it'll protect it enough. It might be unsightly. It yeah. might not be aesthetically pleasing. But in your mind, what I want you to be thinking about is as I move through this list, one, one through five, imagine that basically every year you wait, add 10% to the labor cost. Really? Over- okay. So and over again, it will just continue because the material cost will also go up a little bit, but the labor cost will always go up about 10% year over year. So you're seeing paint fade a good time to call and go, Hey, when can you get me on the schedule? Sure. Yep. And then you see the chipping and painting. 
most likely, it's pretty, like, even when we bought our home, the previous owners left like the big gallon of whatever mm -hmm. leftover paint we had of the other color, right? So if we were seeing fading or whatever, if we put that on there, it's probably not going to match perfectly, but better than primer. Absolutely. But if we get to cracking and peeling, it's go out and do some work and schedule your painting. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Get get much more aggressive or diligent Pro about what yeah. you're trying Protect to your investment, make mm -hmm. a phone call. But and, even and then, it's not, it's not, you have to, you need to call crying. You're like, oh, it's too late. I've ruined my home. It's not, just it's get, all falling down. Get right? on the, yeah. get on the calendar. Get on the calendar because the next step, right? After, after number three, it, surprisingly, it gets worse. It, it can get worse. Sure. The next step after, after peeling and flaking is you're going to start to see fungus grow. If you've got a raw substrate, like, um, like a, I mean, we all remember the LP crisis of the late nineties. And if you don't, it yeah. was a siding that came out. <laughs> it was a siding that came out from, um, a, a lumber company and, Ultimately, what happened was, is there was a fungus that it that reacted to water. And when that water made contact with this, this, the raw substrate of the siding, literal mushrooms started growing from the siding. Okay? Nice. Now, this can happen in any wood substrate. If there's a fungus that exists, all wood, I mean, they, they grow, they're in the woods. They, they, they have this fungus is, on them. This is what happens. Now we're going to go into biology. Pissed oh, off the biology. Yuri pissed off the, the science. Art teachers are pissed off. Now we're going after science teachers. Is that what you're doing? Get them all. Get them all on my side uh, or off my side. So, but the next step is that fungus and, and you're going to see mold. You're going to see the fungus growing. And if you're seeing that you have reached critical mass, we, we, we are now at the point where this needs to be taken care of because what's happening is you also have moisture behind that piece of that piece that has that mushroom growing out of it, there's moisture behind that. What's behind that? That's a fun discovery that we're going to find <laughs> out when we pull that piece of trimmer siding off. And But quite literally, what you're going to see is the pricing just keeps going up as we move down this list. And really? that is unfortunate for the homeowner. So if we have rot and fungus and all of that. We're not even too rot yet. Rot's the last one. Rot's the last one. Okay, so... Uh, a uh, preview question for you on that. Yeah, no. Is that growing from the outside in or the inside out? Could be both. Like, yeah. that's the crazy part. Like, you, so you look at it, you show up and you look at it, you have no idea how bad it is until you get in there. It could be, it could be okay. Yep. Not necessarily more likely that it's worse, but it could be a lot, lot worse. It could be a lot worse. It, it, I mean, there are nightmare scenarios out there, right, where you have a leaky window. And I've, I've certainly run across them as the owner of Box Painting, where we run across issues that we have a leaky window, and it's draining from the top, the second story, all the way down. And this whole wall had to go, yep. right? The whole wall had to be rebuilt, redone. We've had that nightmare scenario. We've also had the scenario where it's we caught it early and it's literally just the trim board. Yep. We got that taken care of, dried in, we're good to go. So it, just know that, again, we come back to the concept that all of these things are preventative measures. That's our goal is so often people think of paint as the emergency stock thing. No, painting is preventative maintenance on your home. It, beautification, aesthetically pleasing, yes. Preventative maintenance is what it is. It, like it is not designed to fix everything. So, yeah. but it's also not just lipstick. 
It's not just lipstick. No, not especially with the technology of the paint these days. So then we get to five and five is we're seeing rot where, and when we talk about rot, I want to be really clear about a couple of things. The things that you're looking for, it's not all of a sudden going to be just pouring water out of it. Like I think that in, in homeowners minds, like they, they have this vision of rot as like, there's water pouring out and there's rot there. And, and, and like, it's squishy. It's like a sponge. No, most of the time dry rot is dry. It, and it just really? it's crazy. The I name. And, and when you go up to it or you poke at it, it literally sounds like popcorn just just popping. It's just crunchy. I think it's yeah. very crunchy. And the 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 worst part about it is that you can have rot behind a paint coat, yeah. right? So you can see the paint looks fine. You go poke at this thing, and all of a sudden you're poking through the paint, and it just this, it's just crazy. And so if you've reached the point where you're seeing dry rot, um, that is, you're talking, what we're saying there is that it takes years, years for dry rot to come into, into play of, of sitting in moisture, getting wet, and then, and then going in, into a dry season. And it's that cyclical effect of that happening over and over that creates dry rot. Yeah. It does not happen in a day. It does not typically happen in a year. It is a process of prolonged exposure to the elements. So if you're a homeowner, just know that the bid that you're going to get from most every contractor when we're looking at going to say something like includes X, Y, and Z, because I can look at this trim and know that I, I know the cost to repair that trim, but anything, and the, the, the caveat line is anything found on discovery, build it time and material. Yep. That... That is a that is a statement in a bid that for every homeowner you want to avoid. And if you stick to steps one through four, I promise it can help avoid that happening at step five. Because at step five, me, the contractor, I have no idea what's behind that wall. But I, I do have the skill to go find out what's behind that wall. You just might not like the answer. Yeah. And once we open it up and it's exposed, there's there's no going back. So I don't say it, and, and, and I say that not to instill fear. I want you to, to, to pull urgency out of that. I, that's what I want you to do is I want, I want the listeners to sit there and say, okay, this is the urgent moment. If I go out and start spraying water on my home and it's, it's beaten off, we're good. Let it sit. Let it mellow, right? Do your thing. But if you're seeing other warning signs, know that you are on a timeline and it does, it, it's, damn near universal. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not fading, fading. You're going to want to consider it in the next one to three years. You see cracking, put some paint on it, protect it. You're, you're, you're probably a little late, but you're, you're you're, probably a little late. You have time. You may or may not see fungus before rot. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. You could. Yeah. It's possible. If there's fungus among us, you, you are way late. What You're and anything you can do in the meantime while we're waiting for uh, the next scheduled appointment? Yeah, um, on fungus, you know there are. So the way I would say this is there is a substrate. Don't paint over that, the mushrooms. That's not going to do anything. Well, actually, so it's interesting. <laughs> it's not paint. It's called copper green. Okay. Copper green can be picked up at your local Home Depot, your Lowe's. It goes on like a primer, and what it does is copper green. It stops rot from continuing. Okay. So an example would be of, of where we use it. 
we pull off the trim boards that are rotted of, around a window. And what we find behind there is, is that the, the, the sheeting behind the trim is, is it, it shows the mold, right? Maybe, but it's not, when you poke at it, it doesn't have the crunch. It's not dry rotted yet. Okay. This is the application for copper green right then and there, because what we're going to do is we're going to stop rot from continuing. And because we're going to make sure that we install our trim correctly, we know that we're going to have a dry space moving forward yep. so that water can't come into contact with that again. So we stop that rot. And so that's how we fix that instead of replacement of the whole wall, because it's sure. not necessary. The other rule that I just want to throw out there that we use, um, because a lot of times homeowners will ask the question of, well, when is it, when do I use my due diligence and replace the board versus repair the board? Yeah. Right. And there's a general rule of thumb in construction where it's the 15% rule. If greater than 15% of the area is damaged or, or, or whatever, yeah. whatever we're talking about, if there's greater than 15% replace, if it's less than 15% repair. repair. Okay. So again, that's, we can get into the, the weeds on that a little bit if you really want to, but I don't want to. So. Okay. Uh, looking for cheat codes. Cause I'm always looking for shortcuts. If I don't want to go and spray my house down, wait for a rain, the rain to stop, just go outside and look if I can see it beating. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's literally like, if for those of you out there that played contraband back in the day, that's up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, right? What is wrong with you? It's <laughs> contra, not contraband. Oh, sorry. Contraband is the whole thing. <laughs> Contra. Contra. Still a good, still a good, a, a great game in our youth. Yeah. And I'm not 100% you got the code right, but yeah. It's because you only have to select I, start. It's, I didn't do the select start yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end. Okay. Is it, I, what I can't remember, it, it is up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. I don't know. You know who would know is the internet. But uh, my brother used to be able to remember the Mike Tyson code. I, yeah, let's Mike see. Mike Tyson's punch out. Uh, just in case somebody's listening, I want to get this right. Uh, contra password. <laughs> we don't want any hate comments on there. Like, these guys don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, so it says here, according to Game Might. What you want to do is, yes, you go on the title screen, press up, up, down, down, right, B-A, start. No select start? Ooh, okay. No select start? That Just, doesn't sound Oh, that's 30 lives. That's 30 lives if you do that. Steal life. A bunch of codes on here on Game Might. But, yeah, that's the one. If you want to steal life from another player, you hit A and B at the same time. Shoot higher while ducking? Another What? Okay. Anyways, that's what it says. So 30 <laughs> lives, uh, no select start, just start. And you go up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B-A, start. Not, got it. I was A-B. I well, again, A -B. this is according to Game Might. This is not according to me. I'm not going to pretend that I remember. Here's the thing about Contra is yeah. I never owned Contra. We rented Contra and stayed up all night playing it till we passed it. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. we did that with a few games. I remember Contra for sure, but it was uh, I have three older brothers, and we had a next door neighbor, and we would just we would go and get the game from Albertsons. You'd pick up your NES rental, and then we'd bring it back, and you would sit there and play it without sleeping until the oh, next yeah. morning. We got away with that a few times. Our parents were like, "Yeah, go nuts." Here's the thing. You've got you've got a twenty four hour rental. Yeah, You're not going to waste those 24 hours sleeping. Yeah, it's like That's 28 or 48 hours. But, yeah, oh, yeah, we would just kill ourselves just playing those games. Uh, here's a question my brother asked me the other day is, uh, have you ever beaten Mike Tyson? 
Oh no, I never did. Okay. So here's, never, here's, here's my quick story. Cause I, it's oh. pretty funny. I think as a kid, my brother could, he'd wipe out everybody. He'd just go, he'd run right through and a one player game with four kids. Well, five kids cause I have a sister, but, uh, but with three kids in the wings waiting to, to play was not that much fun. So, so he got the majority of the turns. This was one of the failings of the NES, but also one of the, uh, the positives about it was if you were good, you got to keep playing the entire time. My brother, Frank would play all the way through Tyson's punch. He would play all the way through eight worlds of Mario and you'd never get a turn. It was like, all right, Luigi, sit back and watch how it's done. And he would just play <laughs> through eight levels. Now, that's the original Wait. Mario Brothers game, not the Super how Mario old, How old is the oldest brother on this end? Uh, so he's like, not the oldest. He's three years. Frank is three years older than me. Mark is four years older. So he's second second in uh, of the four brothers. But um, so I didn't get as much Tyson time as he did, as you would expect, because he's better at it. But I always, I always had a hard time with Super Macho Man, but I could take him out every once in a while. And I'd get to Tyson, and I could fight him tough, but I never got him as a kid. Then we got the we got the Genesis. We moved on. Life moved on without Mike Tyson and his punch out. And he'd gotten beaten by Buster Douglas at that point. Nobody really cared. So we put on the game. I'm like 21, probably 20 or 21 years old. And a few buddies come over to the house, and we're sitting around drinking beers. Absolutely. This is- and we have just hooked up the NES. Absolutely, you did. And we throw in Mike Tyson's punch out. And we're waiting for some, like we're going somewhere. It wasn't like, Hey, let's all come over and play punch out. It was like, first guy arrived. He's like, Oh, does that work? We throw it in. I start playing. Then slowly one by one, like everybody else in the crew starts showing up. Nostalgia is just, is just thick. It's thick in the air. I can just feel it. Yep. And I played all the way through, never lost a round and beat every single dude in the entire thing. Got super macho man on the first try and beat Tyson and just awesome. drop the control. And they're like, man, how many times, like you had to do that all the time when you were a kid. I go, that's the first time I ever beat Mike Tyson. And then I just <laughs> dropped and I walked out. Just dropped the mic. Boom. Yeah. Like, no way. And I was like, I was like, first time and only time. And I, I, I we set it up, I don't know, a handful of years ago. And uh, I tried, I tried it again. Put that on a resume. Okay. If you can beat Mike Tyson. Put it on a resume. So like, he, that's. I didn't can't do it. Yeah, there you go. I and like I said, I don't know if I can do it, but just uh, one day I was on fire, and there's something about like you know every time another dude showed up, the testosterone in the room goes up, and so my focus went laser like, and then I was like, Don Flamingo done, uh, Soda Popinski out, Sandman piece of cake, and I was just that's just, awesome. Just I, I'm impressed that you remember all the names. I don't. Well, I can't. That's yeah. impressive. I don't know mm-hmm. if I could list them off in order. Actually, I probably could, but uh, but yeah, no, I definitely definitely played my fair share. But yeah, I played last time I played, I got to Super Macho Man. I had a little trouble with him, and I think I on the second try I got to Tyson, but I couldn't beat him. But just the amount of time that you have at different points in your age to commit to video games. <laughs> yep. So you and I are both parents. You have a seven and ten year old. I have two five year olds. Uh, my kids are playing on their tablets or the Nintendo Switch, or we've got them playing a little bit of uh, PlayStation, right? All yep. kids are doing this. Here's my question to you as a father. I'm not have anything that has nothing to do with your kids. Go. Oh, okay. Think back to when you were a kid. Okay. Think of all of the best video gamers that you knew that you still know and how successful are they in life? Well, first, success is a floating, a floating it's, you know, thing. It is. It is. 
Chess is a floating thing. But burn um, burnout burnout to professional person scale. Yeah. I'm because I was trying to figure this out. My brother's doing just fine. He's great. Yeah. Married, oh. couple kids, has a good job. Uh, you know, he's he's doing he's doing is- great. He was the best video gamer in the family. I don't know that he's the most successful in the family, but he's certainly not, he's not struggling at all. So there's one guy that actually comes to mind uh, from high school. Mm-hmm. And so this particular, his name's Jason. And he now, right? You so and I are this whole, close to the same age. We both know at least 45 Jasons from school, right? At least. Okay. They, oh, absolutely. That name no, was popular. They were very popular. That, yeah. So I, got a, I know a guy named Jason and I don't even really keep contact with him much anymore, but I do, I, I, I follow what he's doing. And back when we were kids, you would go to his house and his house was the house where they had every electrical component and yep. gaming system that could exist sure. on the planet. And it was so cool because they also at this house, they had a small uh, AM, AM or FM uh, radio tower coming off their house. And they did a little radio show hey, out of go. their house. Right. Okay. And it was super cool. Like I remember, I, I can put myself in this memory very vividly and remember listening to their radio station. I live three blocks away and That's I'm awesome. finding out about this. Like the, the, these guys are doing a radio show at night. And I'm like, I need to tune in. Sure. Like that's crazy. So Jason was very good at, at all the games. All the games was what he was good at. And he is the only person that I know that took that thing from childhood and it's now his oh, that's what he does. career. Yeah. Nice. So he does a, a big YouTube channel that he has and uh, has a good following. But he does nostalgia games. Yeah. He does like, the, the new games. But he is what you would call a professional gamer on, yeah. like he has the Twitch stream, all those nice. things. So he's the only person I can point to that I would say made a living yeah. out of out of what this was for the 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 newness of what video gaming was but beyond that no anybody that's dedicated like that much time i can't think that they're yeah well I, but I, but I mean, my thought is because i'm just looking at my kids going all right how much because my wife and i were playing mario party with the two kids oh yeah and she was over it. at me she's like how many parents are playing video games with their kids right now and i just have to feel like our generation it's abundant like we're all yeah. like like when when my parents were looking at it, they're like, "Oh, I played some pong. Let me see if I can get in there." And I remember <laughs> Pac-Man. Let me just see if I. Can. But I feel like today, mm-hmm. first of all, we have way more of a tolerance for it. And I don't I don't know the numbers on it. Uh, maybe we can get some you know comments on the podcast or whatever. But I can't think of anybody I know that like was naturally adept and played a lot of video games that completely burnt out. And yeah. I, but at the same time, I don't know that it was. And it's probably just like anything else. It's probably not a key indicator of like, yes, you're definitely successful if you did it. But I'm just looking at the video games my kids play and they've got early exposure. Doesn't bother me one bit. Tell me if I need to be worried. So, No, not at all. And like, so it's interesting because the daughter certainly enjoys some video games, but the son at seven, he he's much, much more... This is his space. I can I can feel that this is a space oh, yeah. he likes to be in. Um, and in particular, it, like when I say that, 
I say that through the lens that when he's off the video games, because it's not, it's not the, it doesn't mean he plays them all the time, yep. but when he's off the video games, he's creating things the same way he's doing things in, in Minecraft or Roblox okay. or yeah. all those other things. He like, they show up yesterday after school, right? Get them out, get them off, to, out, off the bus after school. And I had gotten, <laughs> I had went and I'd gotten these, I needed some paper cups just like I, because I was doing an epoxy thing with a little craft project of my own. And I had this little stack of cups, my child, seven year old, he hits the door. He looks to the right. He sees the cups. He literally just grabs the cups. Like, I don't need like, just like, like as if they were his, and yeah. he all like in his mind, he knows what he's about to do with these things. He just grabs them. I'm like, what you doing there, bud? He's like, gonna make something nice and he goes and he goes and he takes them and he ends up making a uh <laughs> a big piggy bank out of these cups right nice. and, and so he's using this blue tape because i mean it's craft central right dad's yeah. got dad's got tape all over the place because he's a, a painter right yeah. boxes everywhere because of merchandise or whatever so it's just it's craft central here i'm saying please don't don't run with scissors like yeah. that's <laughs> it's all that's my one request. Yep. Don't run with the scissors. That's where it ends. Sure. So no, I, I very much like, I'm okay with the video game thing. It, yep. Like, I understand we need to limit the screen time. I'm down for that. But Dude, I need to limit my screen time. The amount of time I spend in front of a screen doing a, a sales job. Get out of here. This is part of it. Yep. But yeah, I, I do recognize that there's it's interesting to have that dynamic of, of children where the 10 year old she likes them but not the investment level that the seven year old is yep. you know and so it, but it's neat it's it's fun but yeah i do play some of the video games with them i don't get on there like the one thing i have not been able to do is get on there and like build with them like, oh, in, yeah, like yeah. The, the minecraft like i i've, I've tried but he's over there like he's got Taj Mahal up in, in five minutes. And I'm like, so you got to hit the A button to do what? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so we, we play, we play rocket league, which is like the okay. little cars driving into soccer balls, the whole thing, dude, my seven. Well, now they're eight and nine. They just had birthdays. My eight and nine year old nephew, they, the, the nine year olds kicking ass. And the eight-year-old yeah. is very quickly getting better than all of us. But all all of my brothers and I, that's the one we'll play. We'll get on the PS4 or 5 or whatever. One of them's got a 5. Chaos, and, right? And we, yeah, well, we'll go and we'll play. Uh, yeah, up to eight of us. Get on there. We'll have our headsets on. And, yeah, the kids the kids kick our asses so hard. I played one-on-one -on -one against my nephew. And my wife was like, you keep losing. Would you stop playing? And I'm like, I'm watching the way that he plays. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm here. I'm, well, here's the thing that I noticed. I'm trying to hit the ball at the goal, hoping it goes in. He is trying to park the ball on the hood of his car and then drive it around me <laughs> and place it in the goal as if I'm not there. And he's successful at it. And I'm yeah, not successful at my endeavor. Dude, yeah. it is. I was, I was like, dude's playing chess. I'm playing checkers. This yeah. ain't good. So yeah. And, and he's right. just kicking my ass and I'm like, play another one. Cause I'm trying to figure out what he's doing. Cause I don't know how to level up on that thing, but yeah, it's a whole, Absolutely. Whole different fun. thing, but yeah, it's pretty funny watching how, how smart they get, I, how it, quick they get. So I don't it know. is, it will. And you just think about their their age in relation to like the games that they're playing and the, the advanced things yep. that they're doing. We worked with a, a rectangle controller sure. that had a cord on it that literally had one, two, three, four, 
Well, no, li- buttons in, a, in an up down. Well, no, yeah, the limits of two dimensional animation and yeah, the actual abilities of the game, like the the game developers are putting so much more thought. In. I mean, I just explained to you. I'm sitting online at my house, talking in a headset, watching this, playing in real time against eight different people that are probably in five different houses. And yep. the game responds and reacts so quickly. You have unlimited yep. three-dimensional movement with the you know variation of all the buttons. Of course, I'm getting my ass kicked. It makes perfect sense, but just the ability to do that. And the reason we started playing was my brother was was sick and uh, he was in the hospital and we couldn't go visit him. So we set it up online. We all got good enough to play with him. And That's then awesome. we taught the kids and now they're kicking our ass. So the the way it puts it connects people together. My brother had cancer. He was just telling me the other day that he plays with a cancer, it's either a nurse or a doctor at a cancer institute in Texas that he's become good friends with. And because he's been doing so well with his most recent treatment, he doesn't go online as much to play with random people because he has the ability to get up and go hiking and hunting and all the things that he loves to do. And so the husband and wife from Texas checked in on him the other day to make sure he was okay because they had heard from him. And it turned out he was doing better than they expected. So it's like awesome. dude, the, well, the ability, the ability that v- video games have to connect people is a whole different thing. I didn't plan on going that direction, but no, absolutely. It's great. It's great. So anyways, my friend, anything else we need to hit on? So today's episode, how to know when it's time to paint your house. Yeah. How to, the, the warning signs. This is a, how to identify warning signs that it's getting to be time to paint the house. That's because too long of a work. title. How to know when to paint your house. God, who put you in charge of titles? You're like, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yes, it's how to know when to paint your house, but we should also say that it's 1,200 more words than that. Do you know how titles work? Intrigue people. How to know when to paint your house. Does that work? Yeah, I'm good with it. Let's get it as few words as possible. It's not my style, though. No, it's definitely not. That's why it's an hour podcast. (laughs) Because I'm the whole goddamn thing in five minutes. The title is the content. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. Ben, where do people follow you? Uh, I am the box dad on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, also, for any listeners out there, just know that the new promo code for online sales through Sherwin Williams is active. It is boxdad22. You can save for every $100 you spend, you get $20 off. Again, online sales only. And yeah, it's real neat, but it's, it's how Sherwin is partnering with me. And I am excited about that opportunity. Order online, pick up at the local Sherwin Williams, order online. Okay, perfect. Oh, you could, you could order online while you're standing at Sherwin Williams and still get And Oh, the other cool thing about the discount is it stacks with their other discounts. Oh, nice. The reason we went with a $20 off was because that way we could stack the, like they do 35% and 40% discounts. Yeah. You can stack these up. So Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to stack them, and that's not what are we saving? Yeah, so there you go. So what is it? Box project. Box what? Twenty two. Box dad twenty two. Perfect. Box, Box dad, dad twenty two. Save some money on your paint. Uh, if you want to listen to me talk more, Sinner and Saint is on uh, ten eighty the fan on weekends in Portland. You can listen to it on the Odyssey app. If you want to hear more content from this podcast, just go on to Odyssey or wherever you listen to your podcast and listen to us talk about things more. We'll do this again next month. Ben, always a pleasure, sir. Have a good always day. Always a pleasure. And see you later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.